Welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. We're starting off slow today. Yeah, I figured I'd just start <laughs> off slow. I don't know. It's It feels slow. Everything feels slow. Yeah, so. it's that, that time of, of the year, the, yeah. of the life, of, of the day. Yeah, it's always it's that just, time of life. Slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> Infinitely slowing down until we die. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Or is it speeding up until we die? Who well, knows? I know what I'm speeding up because... Uh, we need to get back on topic immediately. <laughs> so the album that we've been listening to this week is called Jesse Volume 2. It's by Jacob Collier. And I suggested it because I like this album. So, yeah. Boom. Bada boom, bada bing. Short, sweet, to the point. We can see how Jeremy likes it. <laughs> we'll find out. Do you have any... Uh... In anticipatory thoughts do you think i was did did you think i was going to like this or hate this um i mean i didn't know if you were gonna like love it i thought you would at least like get a kick out of it but i do very much feel like i should have chosen volume three <laughs> but okay you know it's 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 too late for that it's too late so I mean, it's not, maybe we can do volume three in the future but yeah or maybe you can we'll, just listen to it maybe, maybe we'll do know. a redemption series where i'll pick uh lord's first album and you can pick volume three and we can go back over some other ones that we that we're kind of kicking ourselves for picking the wrong album on hell yeah yeah because this one it's a little long and it's a little uh i don't know i don't want to say out there but there's like i feel like the volume three is more in your wheelhouse i'm just underselling this album immediately so <laughs> let's just, let's yeah, just... The, the album art we'll, we'll get into it a yeah. little bit it's, it's like a, a hand-drawn kind of deal colored yeah. pencils maybe or some yeah. sort uh, it, it's who I assume is Jacob Collier. Actually, I know it's Jacob Collier. I googled him, and yeah. it looks exactly like him. It's <laughs> very, very good rendering of him. Uh, and then in his background, it seems like you know some kind of four element deal going on with four quadrants of the background, where the top left is all like fiery and red and oranges and stuff, and the top right is kind of watery and blue, and then the bottom right is earthy and green and, and like plant ish. And in the bottom left, I'm not really sure what's going on. It's kind of spacey, I guess, in, in yeah. some ways, kind of milky. Yeah, I it's. Know. I think it's kind of just. I don't know. This is the the whole volume two. It's Jesse is a four volume series that's supposed to represent four times of day. This album is supposed to represent like the transition from day to evening, which volume three is the night. So uh, okay. it it kind of follows. I always got a seasons vibe from it as well, and this album art could represent the seasons if you look at it in the right way. But it also, like you said, the four elements. I mean, it it that just seems like a whole theme that he's got going on. Here. Yeah, so. there's four somethings, yeah, four quadrants. But there's definitely of, more than four songs. So there are there are approximately four times four songs. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, by approximately, I mean exactly. There's 16 tracks on this album. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Yeah, let's uh, do that. Track track one, intro. Boom, intro. What very, do you, what do you think simple. immediately? Boom. Immediately. I mean, it's got this like droning instrument, which I, I Googled. I, I said that it was reminiscent of bagpipes. Uh, it is a type of bagpipe. Oh, no, my link is... I tried linking things. It's, it's called like a small pipe or something. Small pipe. <laughs> it's, it's something silly like that. Um, I I made a link in my notes and my link's not opening, so I can't check me. So so fuck me for trying to be somewhat prepared. Anyways, it's got this kind of bagpipey thing. It's very high pitched, droning. I really like it. Uh, it's got some sprinkles of of vocal samples and vocal bits and riffs yeah. and stuff here and there. 
It's got a bit of acoustic guitar. It's a very nice, chill, uh, calm intro into this album. Yeah, I feel like it fits, uh, you know, like you said it was a small pipe. I always got, like, that sounds right. Uh, In my head, like, my favorite droning instrument is, like, the hurdy-gurdy, so I always picture a hurdy-gurdy. Right, yeah, that's that's what I also thought. I was thinking hurdy-gurdy, but I was like, well, we were talking about the hurdy-gurdy, so maybe that's why he picked this album, but then I was like, well, maybe that's just because we've been playing too much Sea of Thieves recently, and that's kind of the dealio. But uh, I did look it up, I think. And it, it's like, I think it's called a small pipe, something similar to that. It's something that's kind of like it's bagpipe, but it's not as obnoxious, <laughs> which, is, which isn't fair. I love the sound of bagpipes, but yeah. it's, it's very like abrasive, I guess. Well, uh, but yeah, pretty good. And goes right into uh, Sky Above. So we'll just go ahead and talk about that as well. Yeah. While we're here. So this is the first actual taste of the album for mm-hmm. me. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to talk about in this track that applies to the full album, so I don't have to keep repeating myself. But uh, yeah, so just going through my notes here, I'll, I'll rant towards the end of my, my notes section here. There's a lot of vocal harmonies, and there's like a quiet acoustic that give it a soft, warm feel at the beginning. It's kind of slow paced. It's not really going anywhere in a rush, and it's just kind of drifting along. And I wasn't sure if he was doing the higher harmonies or if he had another singer. It's still not 100% clear to me. Uh, what his range is. I know he had a lot of guests on this album. Uh, but then, like, halfway through the album, the tempo picks up with this, like, jaunty acoustic thing, a more pronounced bass, more vocals, and then he starts singing the main, like, portion of the song, and it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's this, like, very raucous, like, I don't know, it, it starts off with, like, mostly clapping and so- soft percussion and vocals, and then after he finishes the first loop of his lyrics, then the drums and the bass come in, and it's just, like, this new agey jazzy, like <laughs> it's, it's a mess in my opinion. It's, it's overwhelming. And that's, that's how I feel about a lot of this album is that it's, it's just like, it's kind of like a, a sensory overload kind of deal for, for some reason in my mind where there's like every track is just packed with so many layers and so many sounds and so many, everything it's, it's very dense and it's, it's like overloading my brain with how much is going on. And it kind of like stresses me out a bit. <laughs> that is honestly why I halfway through the week was like, ah, maybe I should have picked volume three. <laughs> Cause uh, there's a few songs later. Oh, Jeremy's talking about dense now. There's, uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to get that out of the way because a lot of the songs on this album are very dense and it's very much his style. Yeah. Of things. But yeah, there, there are some highlights of that later on. I, for one, like, I will say the first part of this song, the, like, acoustic slow part, is my favorite part of this song. Same. So, I I really like it. I like the vocal harmonies that he has there. I like, uh, I think he does, I don't think he does this, like, the higher melodies, but he does have, or harmonies, but he does have, he can go pretty high. Like, he's he's a very... His range is really huge. Like he's got a super bassy voice whenever he needs it, and yeah. super high voice whenever he wants it. But uh, yeah, so the second half of this, it does get extremely dense. It's extremely layered. Uh, I like it. It I can definitely see how it's overwhelming yeah. because uh, my my baby brain can't handle it. Oh, not even that. It's just if you're not used to it. I yeah. and I like it for the sense that uh, he does a lot of kind of i guess they're like micro changes in the Mm -hmm. melody to where he has so much 
harmony going on. Like he has so many layers. Yeah, it's very wide. Yeah, it's like a huge swell, and it's like little parts of it can change in small ways while everything else kind of stays the same, and it gives this kind of slow-sounding progression to something that is so huge. Yeah. And kind of like whenever you get that, like you're playing guitar chords and you just change like one little part of it and mm-hmm. it gives it like a cool kind of sliding down feel. And I feel like right. he does that with vocal, huge vocal layers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a sound that I like, but uh, <laughs> I was definitely worried because... Uh, it, it, justly. Yeah, yeah. You, you were justly worried. It's a lot for me to take in. Especially um, when I will say... Now, okay, preface to all this, I love this album, but uh, I I can see your uh, issues, and it is especially brought forth whenever, like, this song is seven minutes long. Yeah. This album is like an hour and almost an hour and ten <laughs> minutes long, so right. it's not, like, if this was a 30-minute album with some of these things, it might be more palatable. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Like it's long. There's some stuff that's like super long on this album. Yeah, for sure. And it's I I don't mean to shit on it. Like I understand it, and I I think it's a sign of his technical proficiency of arranging music, and it's impressive. But it's not something that I enjoy listening yeah. to because it's it's just not my like not my thing. I guess. And I mean, I definitely felt the same way you feel at one point. And then I kind of like went away from his music and came back to it. And it's actually, I think I've done that like two times and then it kind of just hit one time. But uh, at one point it kind of had me in, I don't know, kind of whenever I would like listen to those guitar virtuosos mm-hmm. whenever I was really into playing guitar and I'm like Yngwie Malmsteen or something where I'm like, this yeah. is really technically <laughs> impressive, but right. it doesn't hit me in any sort of way. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's a pretty accurate description yeah. of of how I feel about this album as a whole and and Jacob Collier's style. Uh, there are some exceptions. I I love a couple tracks on this album, but uh, for the most part, it's just like there's a lot going on lyrically. Though uh, we're we're gonna keep pushing through this album so we don't spend forever on the second track. Um, but this one, I I feel like his his lyric style is very minimal or very like. I don't know. I think the focus of his music and his his composing and, and arrangement and stuff is just that, and it's mm-hmm. less on the lyrical content because a lot of the lyrical content kind of fell flat for me, as well. But uh, this one, it seemed like he's he's starting out like he's longing for some sort of direction or some freedom, maybe from his like day to day life or his, his mundane routine kind of a thing. And then he kind of gets out and he starts exploring the world, or he talks about going out and exploring the world and then still remembering where he came from. And then it moves on to where he's like talking about positive change in the world by, by like singing. And he, he has, he uses a word Yabadio. Yeah. That's not a word. He's yeah. That's, just, that's just... I, I don't, I, I, that threw me off. Cause like, even with context, I wasn't sure what he was meaning by that. But, uh, and then in the last like few sections of the song, it, it seemed lyrically like he, he was like, coming back because he failed or that he's realizing that he's going to fail or that's all futile. And, and, but at the same time, like it's okay to fail and it's okay to fuck up because it's, it's part of life. So like, I don't, I felt like it, the lyrics were like scattered, but also like very like vague and not like committing to anything. See, yeah, I feel like, uh, at least 
I think it goes with the whole idea of the Jesse volumes that kind of the feeling of the songs is what is the main focal point. And right. like the lyrics aren't necessarily part of that. I feel like he's trying to describe feelings in a very vague way yeah. on, on the lyrics for me, what I get out of this song and keep like, this is a song that I get maybe the most kind of story out of where right. I can, I can glean the most meaning from. And for me, what the song means is like, Whenever it starts out, he, like you said, he's wanting to be free. He's wanting to be as free as the sky. He's human enough to know, to be able to imagine what that freedom might feel like, but he feels like he's too human to actually get that free or to actually be that free. And then as the song goes on, he's kind of realizing it's not his humanity that's constraining him. It's his mind that is... And then by the end, he's kind of realizing that he was free all along. And it's kind of hopeful near the end because he's like, well, now I've realized that and this, the sky could fall, anything could happen, but I'm still going to know that feeling. Yeah. The thing is, like, you mentioned specifically, this, he says the sky will fall. He says that a lot in this album. Mm-hmm. He, he references the sky falling and usually it seems more like he's talking about rain or something more like metaphorical, I guess about it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I didn't really get like end of times vibe from the sky falling. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is good. Good on him because he clearly wasn't meaning it that way. At least it didn't seem like he was meaning it that way. So, well, uh, you know, as as far as we're talking about like made up words like yabadio, uh Bakumbe is yeah. a pretty pretty cool Bakumbe. Sounds like a pretty cool name to me. It, it does, and it would be a cool name if that were a person's name who was like on this next song or had anything to do with it. But you what, know, what is the next song called? It's called Bakumbe. Oh. Bakumbe? <laughs> Bakumbe? I don't know how to pronounce it. He's got a lot of like I think that goes with the whole extremely vague feelings thing. Yeah. It's like he has a lot of like somewhat made up words. There's a lot of words on here that I ended up looking up and they did happen to be words, but he, just as many of them ended up not being words. Right. It feels like yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of, he kind of like plays with, I, I don't want to say playing with language because it's not, they're, they're not existing words. Yeah. But I, I guess, playing with vocal sounds and, and making words like that, which, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like his, at least from what I got out of this album, it seems like his main, like attraction to music and creating music is the voice and being able to use that in a bunch of different ways. So it makes sense that he explores different languages and even making up some sort of language, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. It's a couple random words, but uh, yeah, Bakumbe. Lots of lots of summery kind of foresty sounding layers like birds chirping and wind chimes and stuff like that, which is kind of peaceful coming off the the, the last song that got kind of chaotic in my opinion. <laughs> There's a nice like banjo and acoustic accompaniment with yeah. the vocals, which sounds great. There's a violin solo in it that sounds awesome. I really like the violin solo. Yeah. And then the song starts to fade out, and then it comes back with this like huge energy of like this like hoedown kind of deal. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> where it's it's kind of similar to the prior track where it starts one way and it's calm and it's chill and just ramps up the energy 
in in the latter like portions of the song and i don't i don't really like that like i don't know i feel like they should be separate thoughts in in my musical section like i don't i don't know i don't like the whole like starting a song one way when it's super chill and cool and ominous and like just relaxing and then going completely opposite within this, a matter of seconds to <laughs> just this like high intensity energetic kind of chaos he does do that a lot like yeah there's uh i mean yeah so far two out of three tracks have been that way <laughs> right i and really well, and, and you could argue that the first two tracks the intro and sky above are really one piece yeah so. yeah uh i do i really like it but this song it's mainly because like you said it sounds like a hoedown yeah and it's just like like there's some definite yeehaws that are, <laughs> yeah. could be going on in the background there and uh yeah it's got sam amidon i think that's how you pronounce his last name but he's sure. like a folksy guy he's got a bunch of other albums uh jacob the what like he does like you said he has a ton of guests on this album Mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think more than anything, I like his energy around it. It seems like there's a lot of like features that you see on like big albums and stuff where it's just like, oh yeah, these people would sell to work together. Like if you put this guy on this guy's track and right. it kind of just seems shopped around and it seems like at least the way that Jacob talks about them in like interviews and stuff, it's people that he's been listening to for a long time and like he really respects them and just really likes their music. And it's like, Hey, maybe we can make something cool. And then I I think that's awesome. And he definitely touches on that. I I saw in a lot of the the comments and stuff where he like, he kind of idolizes these musicians and he gets to work with them. So it's kind of, it's cool for him to be able to do that. And it's cool that they are, uh, I guess I, I, I don't know what the, the right term is. Cause I'm sure that they're not like assholes, right? None of the, none of the musicians on this album come off as being like people that would be too good to work with him or something like that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a cool like synergy and they definitely, like you said, return that energy to him. I think that he gets from working with them. Like, like you said, Sam in this track with the, the banjos. And I think he played something else on this track, maybe the violin as well. I think he played, yeah, um, the fiddle or, well, fiddle, fiddle, I guess, are the fiddle, fiddle and the violin the, they're the same, same thing? thing. Okay. They're the same thing. They're just different styles of playing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so Sam, great musician, brings a lot of energy to it. I don't know. I think I my initial impressions, the first time I listened to this album, was just like, there, there's too much energy in this album for me. I'm not, I'm not a super, like, intense, energetic, happy person in general, and I, I prefer my music to not be that way as well. Yeah. Uh, but... I think that's kind of like maybe one of the roots of what I dislike about this album is just how much like overwhelming energy there is. I I guess it's not overwhelming energy if you were an energetic person or you normally had that kind of level of energy. But for me, who's kind of a more subdued kind of chill person there's there's it's, it's overwhelming to me. See, I am under normal circumstances that same way. Right. This album, or I, I guess I should say Jacob Collier in general, is like one of the few exceptions to that rule. I don't really understand why, but uh, that's something that I touched on in 
my notes on a later song on this album where it's okay. like this is this is one of the few types of music or people making music that like makes me not feel that way i guess interesting well we we will get there when we get there lyrically i'm not really sure what he's singing about in this track either uh he 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 mentions bakumbe jesse yeah as a character name so i guess that's like the character for which his jesse series is based or whatever but it, it seemed kind of similar to Sky Above, where he, he's talking about Bakumbe Jesse going around the world and coming back home. Uh, and I, at that point, I was like, well, maybe maybe Sky Above is, is more of a literal kind of traveling sensation than I, I read into it. But uh, I'm, I'm also not totally convinced that that's the case either. So I don't, I don't fucking know. So Bakumbe Jesse. Jesse is like a phonetic version of Jacob Collier's initials. Like Jesse, JC is kind of how that is. Sure. I don't know if the Jesse character is supposed to be a separate character or if it's just supposed to be like his emotions. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I don't like so, sorry are you are you suggesting that Bakumbe is not his the first name of the character? I kinda think so. Or it's like a, an adjective describing him. I think Bakumbe might be a yeah, I think it might be I don't know. It could ma- maybe it means child, but little, I don't little know. Jesse. Yeah, like little because L- little Jacob. Something I don't know. Like something I read, which I kind of agree with. Uh, a, an earlier song of his called Hajanga. <laughs> okay. Which is another completely made up <laughs> title. Yeah. Like it's just a made up word. It's from it's from before Jesse. Uh, it's. People like a lot of fans of his kind of see it as like just a trend of his to make up words as the song titles, and they don't really mean anything. And you're never going to know if they actually mean anything mm-hmm. because I I'm with you on this one. I have no clue. Like <laughs> other than just a general storyline of like somebody traveling around, right. I don't fuck like I don't know if there's any sort of through line to this song. It it seems like he's just kind of describing a general thing that's yeah. happening cool well i'm glad i'm not alone in that it, it would make me cry if i was isolated <laughs> good and I would, I would hate, hate to make you cry i would love to talk about the next track it's <laughs> make me cry <laughs> this one uh I, I literally wrote as i was listening to this album getting my notes together it has a lovely soft acoustic intro i can't wait for it to be destroyed by the last <laughs> part. Uh, he starts off he doesn't layer his vocals as much in that one yeah, uh, and, it, and I prefer that kind of sound where it's more stripped down than the other tracks. Uh, and despite the song being much more in my tastes than the prior tracks, I still don't really like the track. It's fine, but it, it's it, it doesn't really like do a whole lot for me. It's just kind of there. See, I I really like this song, but it I think I like it so much. I mean, not to play it down. I I just like the song, but there's another song of his from an earlier album that uh, this song reminds me of. And I think that might, might bias me a little bit. Does it make you cry? It doesn't make me cry. It, <laughs> it It's my hideaway. Cause it's, it, the song's called hideaway. So, oh, you know, well, but that's, know. that's a good segue to a song that we're not talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrically though, uh, this one I kind of got maybe a bit too surreal on, uh, I thought that the song was kind of about the unstoppable march of time 
in, in the forward direction. He uses a lot of water as imagery, and he, he talks about like the cycle of water, where he, he talks about rivers leading to waterfalls, leading to oceans, and then leading to rain, which I mean, he skips the step where it comes out of the ocean, but whatever. Uh, but much like time keeps moving forward, and, and we all keep aging, the, the water keeps cycling, and it seems to make him sad. Yeah, it's... I mean, that's generally, I think, what the song is about. Like, he's... Uh, I, whatever I was trying to find on, like, Genius, just, like, looking up the lyrics and everything. And not to keep referencing Genius, but, like, Jacob is so, like, forthright about all of his music that yeah. there's so much of just quotes <laughs> from him on yeah. there that's like, hey, this song is about this, and I'm going right. on record saying that I... Yeah, why, why would we not take advantage of that? Yeah, but he just says the song is about water, it's about, like, the passages that water can make, both metaphorically and physically, which, much to uh, to speak to his type of, like, writing lyrics, yeah, that's extremely vague. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, this song, it's just, it's fun to sing along to. I like this his style of guitar playing on this song, which yeah. is really why I like it so much. I just like kind of the flowiness of the, of the guitar parts. I agree. It's a highlight of the album thus far. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Uh, well, it's better, better than the previous tracks. Well, what but about the next track? The next track is moon river. Do you like moon river? A, it's a cover. Yeah. I, I, I think this will not surprise anybody <laughs> at this point that I prefer the original. <laughs> To, to oh, oh his, come on! This version. So okay, for for those who don't know, Moon River is like a, it's a very like old classic song. I think yeah. it was in a movie or something. I don't know the origin. I didn't look into it. Maybe I should have. But his version starts with some like slow swelling synths, very very chill and peaceful. Classic Jacob Collier at this point brings in some some layering vocals, kind of singing the melody without singing the words. It's very like acapella, and I like it at this point. <laughs> at that point, I guess. In, in the song slowly he adds more layers and changes some layers leading up to when he starts singing and there's this build-up right before he starts the singing the the lyrics and it's just it's that that specific like one second sound is what i hate about his his music i, I say hate that's a strong word but like it's just like layering and building and swelling with all of these different like harmonies and it's it there's uh i can't even put into words what i dislike about it was it's it the run like, like yeah the vocal run yeah and it, it's just it's it's so overwhelming and the more i thought about it while i was writing my notes the more distant memories i felt were tied to like my childhood that i was evoking <laughs> oh fuck and it it made me think this is so weird but it made me almost think of that recurring dream that I mentioned during the civil wars episode where I had very vague emotions tied to sounds mm-hmm. where it seemed like they, they were maybe like my parents were fighting or something, but they were very specific, weird sounds as discussed in that episode uh, where there was like some feedbacky noise. That was one of the two sounds that were kind of fighting. And I'm wondering if these like super stacked vocal kind of swells that are throughout this album a lot is the other sound that was, that was kind of part of that dream. It's not as vivid to me as the, the civil wars kind of sound cue was to evoke that memory, but that's, that's kind of where I went as I was reflecting on why I I hated it so much. Well, uh, I mean, 
this song was the one that I was referencing whenever I talked about insanely dense yeah. vocal stacking. Because those synths that you hear at the beginning, I am mm-hmm. almost entirely sure that is just Voice. voices. Yeah. Like, because this song, he won a Grammy for this song. Right. I don't think he should have. No, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> that's rude. I, I think, like, I understand. Like, it's impressive as a body of music. I just don't like it. Yeah, and he did a video going over, like, the Logic session mm-hmm. in, like, breaking down all the different tracks and stuff. There's some shit, like, 145 different layered yep. tracks on this. <laughs> I saw that. On this. There, no, I think it was it was 144 vocalists alone, which, I mean, oh. I guess it's an acapella, so that makes sense. Yeah. But... It's, eat my words there. It's you know fucking, I mean. but like I can, I like it once again because I just like the insanely. I don't know this. It's very detailed. I think it almost works to the opposite of what you're describing, like how it uh, it hits that whatever the vague noise that was in your your mm-hmm. recurring dream. Right. I, I think it almost blocks out stuff like that for me. Like it's like my mind is so full of whatever's happening in my headphones at that moment that I literally cannot think of anything else. <laughs> and yeah. I like there's a lot of music that I have hell is that way to me. Yeah, I was I actually thought about hella a lot during this 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 note session. <laughs> like stuff is so that is so dense or there's just so much going on all the time that it's like this album is like serene Mm -hmm. the serene version of that overload i guess whereas hella is like the destructive fucking (laughs) crazy version of it but they both kind of serve the same purpose for me right but this one like i don't know maybe i'm just like a hype guy or something but i've watched (laughs) like i feel this way about like post malone and i I almost like post malone well, like, I kind of almost like the person, not necessarily more than the music, but I think because I like the person so much, right. I like the music a yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, now, you I don't... get in context, and that helps inform the music, and, and it 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 makes things make sense that otherwise wouldn't, I guess, if you know yeah. the story behind it, or if you know the general, like, the person behind it, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and this kind of reminds me of an Enya song, yeah. which... My mom used to like play Inya in the car. I like Inya. Whenever I was I nothing, younger. What's wrong with Inya? And by that, I, yeah, I, I like only Inya. heard one song by Inya, but I love it. So <laughs> was it Orinoco Flow? Oh, I, I've heard two songs then. Yeah, there's Orno- okay. Orinoco Flow and uh, Only Time. Oh fuck, Only Time. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just there's so many like vocal trills and fills and stuff going on in the background of the song that it kind of distracts from the beauty of the song. And yeah. it's, I don't know, to me, it came off as like he was trying way too hard to make something different and he succeeded, but it's not a good different in my opinion. But at what cost? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think that's a question I should be asking him is, is to, what was the cost of him trying to make it so different? And then that cost is that it's not good. <laughs> Man, but when you, when you see this guy make music, it like, I understand, like, he seems like the kind of guy that's just like, whatever. I just want something that sound like he just wants, not necessarily different for the sake of different, but he just loves to try whatever just because why not like right. any other, like he doesn't want to be bored, I guess. Sure. 
And I respect that. And uh, again, I think he what he has done is very masterful and it's very impressive from a technical standpoint. But I just I don't like it. It's, it's not my it's not my thing. Also, I thought it was funny where he he says Huckleberry friend at at one point early I guess towards the middle song he he kind of like Huckleberry. <laughs> it, it, it makes me chuckle every time he says it. Does it make you chuckleberry? It makes me chuckleberry every time he says it. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, lyrically, it's a classic song. It's kind of a love song about two hearts, kind of yeah. destined to be together someday, but they can't be right now. Kind of a Romeo Juliet kind of deal. So yeah, what I get from it. If you don't like this version, people out there, listen to the Frank Sinatra version. That's for my sure. other for sure one that I like. Listen, listen to every other version. Just don't listen to this one again. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Jeremy! Tell me how you really ah, feel. Saw it coming. Track number six. Ah. Feel. This is my favorite song on the album. Hell yeah! This is okay, okay. such a good song compared to the. the the, the dumpster fire <laughs> the rest of the album it's got a nice slow groove on it it's got a very simple drum pattern a very like groovy bass the the female vocalist really sells it for me on this uh it's, it's yeah i didn't look up the pronunciation but i'm assuming it's leanne lahavis uh, yeah that's, that's how it's I, I don't know it's spelled not like an american spelling of leanne because she's probably not american but uh <laughs> i don't know she has a very like airy voice and i i love it and this song specifically made me wonder more about Jacob about because it's kind of like a duet deal, I guess, where she has her verses, he has his verses, and then they sing some together. But it when she sings, she stands mostly on her own without using a bunch of layered vocals for accent and stuff. But anytime Jacob yeah. comes in and sings, it seems like he has to make it more impressive by making it so dense with these vocal harmonies and stuff. And it, it, there's kind of this weird contrast that happens in the song, which again, I, I love the song, but it, it kind of made me like, I guess, look at it in a more technical way of like, why is he so insistent on layering so many vocals anytime he sings, but he's okay with the song not being that way because it suits her as a singer. Like, is, is it something that he's ashamed of how he sounds solo? That's not true because he sings a couple of other songs without that kind of thing later in the album. It's just, it's weird to me why he, he chose to do so, I guess. I think he just to give, I, I don't know. Maybe he I, just I likes the I sound think... and I don't like the sound. And it's just, yeah. it's as simple as that. I feel like that's probably kind of like, at least some of what it is. He developed a very, his first album in my room, he made it all by himself in his room and did all of the producing and everything. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in the development of that, he kind of found a sound that he really liked. Right. And cause I mean, he, he started doing vocal harmony videos on YouTube right. a long time ago. Like he, he would do the thing where it's like a bunch of different heads yeah. singing these different parts or whatever, whatever that big, but that video style was back. Yeah, he, in the day. He's, he's TikToking. Yeah, yeah, he's TikToking that fucking TikToker. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, he. I feel like it's just that's kind of his sound, his style that he kind of developed for himself, and he just that's what he knows. Yeah. So he goes to that. That's fair. But uh, I will say the song. Uh, in addition to it being such a good song on its own, it it made me seek out other music like it 
and like i i always knew that i liked like soul music and, and stuff like that but this specifically like i stopped listening to this album at this point it's like <laughs> man i really love this song and i don't want to finish this album i'm gonna go find other music like this song to to kind of just vibe to so i think that's a good thing because again like the point of this this podcast is to discover the music and inadvertently i've discovered an, a whole other like section of music unrelated to this album but it's still discovery and it's still fun well fuck yeah uh this song actually reminds me of a Wiz Khalifa song called up well maybe i'll look that his, up uh, as well off of his cushion orange juice mixtape cushion so. and orange juice yeah it's it's the only song on that on that <laughs> mixtape that sounds like this but uh it's just a very spacey slow song uh this song like i don't know i just love the drums on this song yeah they a lot of people that try to do more complicated jazzy technical music go for that drunk feel yeah of, of the drums and it sounds so like intentional when they do it which is the exact opposite point mm-hmm. of it and i feel like this song not not to say that it has the drunk feel but i feel like it accomplishes something similar in a more effortless way yeah it's it's very it's very like crisp but not too tight if that makes yeah. sense where where there's there's some room to kind of wiggle with but it it's still like it's it's very simple and it doesn't try to be more than it is yeah it's a great song. It's one of my favorites on the album, so at least there's that. Yeah, so at least there's that. <laughs> Lyrically, and it, it seemed, this is this is where I called out, it seemed like every track, at least up to this point, Jacob was singing about the sky falling down, and I wasn't really sure what his obsession with, with the sky falling down was. But <laughs> it, it seemed like he mentioned it several times up to this point. Uh, Leanne's lyrics, on the other hand, seem more about finding someone you love and embracing them and probably fucking... Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty nice. It's pretty pretty fun, pretty sexy, sexy music, sexy anointa. It's it's what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Save it. No, it's it's good. It's good. It's Portuguese, so you know it's it's not like we're expected to know how to speak Portuguese. Speaks Portuguese. <laughs> Tracks number seven, anointa. <laughs> Jesus, that's not Portuguese. Yeah, well. uh, track number seven. It's an it's an interlude called uh, Anoita. Anoit. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Like I, I don't think I've ever heard somebody like naturally speaking Portuguese in my life. I probably have. I mean, I probably have <laughs> once or twice, but like it's not like how you hear a lot of like Spanish or French, or, yeah, or French or like I hear a lot of German because. Yeah. I took German in high school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I, I very rarely hear people speaking Portuguese. So I don't even know. I don't even have a grasp of like what that would sound like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's an interlude track. It kind (laughs) of, kind of resets the vibes of the album. There's the first vibes of the night. Uh, Vibe check. Vibe check. It's, it's a very lovely like string piece that feeds right into the next track. It, It, it's an interlude and it does it well, I think. Yeah, I agree. Not much more to say. It's an interlude. It tells you in the track title, so... Yeah, it's an interlude to Lua. Lua. Featuring Maro. Yeah. I'm assuming, that's a, I'm assuming it's pronounced Maro. Uh, but yeah. I think so. This, this one kind of kind of riding a similar vibe. It's it's very groovy. It's got a nice kind of jazzy slow dance kind of feel to it, in my opinion. Uh, I, I, again, love the female vocals on this one. 
it's another like soft and airy kind of floaty voice. And it, it makes me, especially when coupled with the strings that are on the song, just kind of makes me feel like I'm watching a ball or, or some like synchronized dance performance in, in like a ballroom kind of thing. Very elegant and, and floaty, which is pretty, pretty great. Oh shit. This song, uh, speaking of, you talked about feel making you look out more music like that. Mm-hmm. This song, the first time I heard it, it made me look out, like seek out more music like this. And it eventually got me into like bossa nova style yeah. music, which is a pretty cool. Just like the kind of slow flowing jazzy type stuff over like the they're they're Portuguese lyrics, right. but like there's a lot of music in that style where they sing in Spanish or Portuguese, and it's just like I don't not speaking the language. We've talked about this several times. <laughs> it's just a cool little like textural thing right. that works with the music rather than me actually paying attention to what the words are saying. I'm just kind of feeling them wash over me. I agree. And it's, and I, it's nice. I too like the the whole like bossa feeling. I need to look into more of that music, but I have not. Not yet. There's just too many types of music. That's the problem. It, it's not a problem though. It's I mean, it's a good problem if it's a problem. Yeah. I guess it's a but, whatever. So what do you think about this one? Because it, it changes... It, it yeah, has so that Jacob Jacob comes back in with the more the more layered vocals, and at this point, I've I've stopped just like expounding upon it because I've said it a whole bunch. But like, it's a shtick, and I get it, and he likes it, but I don't like it, and, and that's that. I will say I do like the piano solo section Hell yeah. in this song because it's fantastic. But yeah, I just don't like I don't like Jacob Collier's signature sound. I guess. Well, listen to other Jacob Collier and maybe you won't hear it. Or just never listen to Jacob Collier again and <laughs> then you won't have to deal with it. Those are your two options. Those are my two options. <laughs> Either do it or don't do it. <laughs> Said the world. Lyrically, this one, again, it's kind of similar to Moon River. It seemed like it was about lovers that wanted to be together. But in this case, it seemed like they just don't work out how they expected to, or they thought that it was going to work out and it didn't kind of a thing. So there's, there's a bittersweet where like, yeah, I still love you, but this, this can't keep going the way it is. Yeah. It's, it's a love song kind of. Yes. Like, I I don't know. He, a lot of his music, I never really paid too much attention to the lyrics. Joey, it's, it's your job on this podcast to pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah, but sometimes I don't do my job. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I heard you singing them the other day, and by the other day, I mean about forty-five minutes ago, you were singing the lyrics. I heard you. Oh, oh my God! It's been f- yeah, we forty-five. Need, we need minutes. Okay, this. yeah, let's get fucking going. <laughs> I heard you singing. He heard me singing this song. It's uh, what do you think of this song, Jeremy? <laughs> You're so like so aggressive right now because we're behind <laughs> schedule. Tell me what you think. Uh, it's got some rain, rain sound effects, which are lovely. It's it's an acoustic guitar. Jacob doesn't like super layer his his vocals in this one, and instead he kind of does this duet lullaby deal with uh, Becca Stevens, and it's fantastic and lovely. I like it. Do you? I do. I I like it. It's not my favorite song. Oh, I album. agree completely. When it's, I say uh, I like it, I mean I like it in the context of this album <laughs> where there's no. Oh, okay, okay. Like, it's not something I'll listen to a whole lot of. This song, it's, I wouldn't say it's always a skip, but there, definitely if I'm on a time crunch, this is a skip song. This, because, what? I was going to say, this song coupled with the uh, content of the next track made me wonder, I don't know, does Jacob Collier have a kid? 
No. Okay. Because that's kind of the vibe that I was getting from this song and the next song where he, like, this song's a lullaby where he's talking about, like, singing someone to sleep or, or rocking them to sleep or whatever. And he kind of mentions that a couple times throughout the album. And I was wondering if, like, maybe he had a kid around the time that was kind of inspiring him to to have a more fatherly tone in his thing. But I mean, I guess wrong. maybe he, d- I don't know. Like, he he doesn't have a kid that the public knows about. How about that? <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> We'll start rumors on this podcast. That's what we'll do. He's never been but, laid. But, uh, you know, this song, it totally, whenever I listen to it, I picture, like, somebody in the 60s, like a TV show, like a lady in a white dress with, like, a flower crown tiara thing playing a ukulele singing this to a bunch of forest children. <laughs> and, it's a very vivid description for a song that you don't like. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Just kind of like gives me that vibe, and that's not really a vibe that I vibe with. So <laughs> I'll vibe with it instead because it don't matter. It don't matter what yeah. you like. This song, though, track, I do like track, this track song. number ten. It don't matter. Yeah, it's got, got like some funky ass bass, and and I really like yeah, the vocal rhythms on this track where he he plays around with his melody and the rhythms, and he, he sounds fun, but at the same time, it it sounded very robotic to me. It was very tight, and it 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 sounded fun but it didn't sound like he was having fun singing it, if that makes sense. And then, it sounded like somebody had a gun to his head and was like, make a fun song! <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then JoJo comes in because she's featured on this track, and it, her voice is more warm. I, I think it's, it's just maybe at this point I was like, well, maybe I just don't like Jacob's voice, but I don't know if that's true because he does have a nice voice, I think. But I don't know. Just the way he sings, I don't think I like. Yeah. I, this song really turned me on JoJo. Like, I had only ever heard her from, like, back in the day, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s. What other songs shit? Because I've not heard of her that I'm aware of. You haven't? I don't think so. Oh, man. She, her, I think one of her biggest songs was Too Little Too Late, which is a song that I fucking love. It's... Yeah, I'm, it's so looking, good. I'm looking at her Genius page because it was linked and it was convenient and I don't recognize any of these song titles, at least. Oh. Well, she was, like, had a bunch of poppy stuff in, like, the mid-2000s. Cool. And she was, like, one of those people that, like, sang pop and also was on TV, like, in TV shows and stuff. But she, uh, I never knew... Was she a Disney star? No. I don't think she was a Disney star, but I think it was, like, along those lines. Maybe she was, like, uh, a Schmizny star or something. <laughs> she was on America's Most Talented Kids in 2003. Right. There we go. She also wrote uh, an album, album last year. I'm going to stop talking about JoJo. This is not the time for me to distract. <laughs> but she's just got a really good voice. And that song, Too Little Too Late, that I mentioned, oh, shit, it's, uh, a, it's a song that's on Chuck Person's Echo Jams. He oh, kind of like remixed it. Yeah. Chuck Person is but, the, the guy that did uh, One of Tricks Point Never, right? Yeah, Same guy. that's that guy. Cool. It all Same comes guy. back. Full boom, circle. boom. But, yeah, it's just she's a really good singer. And I didn't know that. You didn't know that she was a good singer? Well, I mean, I knew she was like a pop singer, but like, she's like a really fucking good singer, apparently. Cool. Like, she's like really good. I don't don't know. Realms on our fucking list. We'll, we'll talk about it sometime. Okay. Uh, Okay. Lyrically though, song's pretty straightforward again. Uh, it, It seemed to be about not really caring what other people think or say you do because you're independent of that. You're your own person. And you're at the end of the day, you're loved by someone yeah and, and that's where i noted like i wonder if jacob was like writing this to his kid 
of some sort where you're saying like, look, people are going to be mean to you. People are going to do whatever. But at the end of the day, I still love you because I'm your father kind of a deal. But maybe I'm completely off the mark there. That's just the vibe I got. Maybe he's just planning for the future. He's like, one day I will have a kid and then <laughs> I will have already written them this song because whenever I have them, I'll be too sleep deprived to think of this song. Or maybe we're going we're gonna to get a little little deep here, maybe too deep. But maybe he's writing these songs for himself when he was a kid because he, oh, he, he wanted that support or that love when he was younger and he didn't get it, maybe. Well, apparently his mom's super awesome. Oh, so well, What about his dad? Yeah. I have no, I don't know. I'm sure his dad was cool too, <laughs> but his mom actually, I think, is like on a few of the songs. Oh, that's nice. So, I saw his sister yeah. was on one as well, but I didn't really look yeah. into it. Uh, here comes the song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I knew I wanted to have a bad segue. <laughs> I didn't know how to get there, so I got there. Well, that you worked it. Hell you yeah. worked it real well. <laughs> Here comes the song but, uh, featuring Dodie. Yeah, Dodie. Uh, but this song, it's another cover. Yeah, as I'm sure everybody who just heard us say, "Here comes the sun." <laughs> yeah, very. It's a it's a Beatles song. So if you haven't heard "Here Comes the Sun" by the Beatles, why are you listening to our podcast? <laughs> I feel like every, well, everyone has heard that song. I feel like they have too, but not everybody's heard it of their own accord. Like it's well, probably yeah. just been thrust upon them at some point. But still, so maybe maybe they're trying to discover other things because I don't I don't know. Yeah, man. but they've heard I'm it just... anyways. <laughs> it's a Beatle covers featuring featuring Dodie. I really like Dodie's vocals. I've heard one other song by Dodie, uh, actually within the last sixty days. I'd say this is the first time I heard Dodie, and I really liked her voice in that track. And I never looked up her music, and this uh, made me kind of want to go back and look up her music. I think she just released an album last year as her first album or something. But uh, I I really don't like the weird breakdown in the middle of the song. Because <laughs> like I mean, I like the original. It's a very like calm, chill song. You know, whatever. But it's it's he does it and he he breaks it down and he changes it completely into something that I don't like, and that's just his style. But it it's not something I like. Yeah, it definitely uh, turns into a like, completely track. different song. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, like. If you like Jacob Collier, yeah. it's cool. And I, I think both. maybe there's a bigger discussion to be had here, but I think artists doing covers where they, they make it their own is a good thing. It's, yeah. it's much better than just doing uh, a shitty cover or an exact cover like, uh, oh, I don't know, Avengers Sevenfold's cover of Pantera's Walk. It's a very boring <laughs> cover that comes to mind because they didn't really change anything. They didn't really make it his own. On the other end of the spectrum, there's this, where he does make it his own, and I don't like who he is or who his music <laughs> is, so I still don't like the cover. But I applaud him for doing so. Yeah, there we go. How about, That's nice. That's nice. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> Do we need? Do we even need to go over the lyrics of "Here Comes the Sun"? Uh, I, I didn't like write. Don't. I didn't write any lyrics. Okay, notes, so it's "Here Comes the Sun." If you haven't heard this song and thought about it, like just go, 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 do that. We got other songs to get onto. Like uh, I don't know dun, the next dun, track, Baba. "Dun Dun Baba." <laughs> yeah, which is a vocalization of the drums. I think on the song, where it's very like African sounding percussive song. It's very fun, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's an interlude. Yeah, I, I love this song just because I love like the energy on it. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's cool. And you know those, uh, that guy that's going, 
That's Jacob. Yeah. He just sped his he sped his vocals up. I didn't know that until I, I was that. literally doing research for this. Yeah, I didn't know it either when I was listening to it. I was like, oh, that's cool. You got some like African guy coming in and, and singing it. And, no, it's it's him. But uh, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun, jaunty little doodad going on in this interlude. Yeah. It's a shame it's too short, and, but it goes right in the next track, Nabulio. N- uh, sorry, N- Nabulio. I, I, yeah, I say I that it's a, it's it's a weird like my brain connects the two. Uh, the Mighty Boosh. There's a character named Nabu, and they call him Nabulio sometimes. And <laughs> sees this word and says, "Oh, it's Nabulio." Clearly, that's not that is not what it is. It's Nebulio. Yeah, this one actually means something. Apparently, Nebulio. Nebulio. Nebuluyo, it uh, it means like all the mothers. That makes or sense. Some, something in that general area. I don't know if that's like word for word. But I didn't you know. look it up, but uh, I definitely got that the song was kind of referencing or talking about Mother Nature. So I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, but uh, this one, it's it keeps kind of the same kind of. I guess it's African. I'm I'm not sure, honestly. Like I don't have a ton of experience with African music. I heard it was Malian. Is that, is, I think that's, I, that, I, that sounds African think, as well. I think, uh, but like part of me is like, I don't know. Is that, is, am I, is my brain getting that met, mixed up with Somalian instead of just Malian, but Mali, I'm pretty sure is a country in Africa, but I, I don't know, you know, I'm stupid. So, uh, well you keep stalling and talking. I want to find out. Cause I, I gotta get to the okay. bottom of this. The Republic, <laughs> yeah. It's in Africa. It's in West Africa. Okay. Whew. Few, <laughs> few, few indeed. But yeah, it, it features uh, a female vocalist, Umu Sangare. I can't pronounce that. I'm not African, but uh, I, I didn't want to translate her lyrics. I really like the flow and the sound yeah. of her vocals. Uh, it's it's great. I, I love that. And then again, he comes in with this like jazzy fusion kind of Jacob style that I I have to stop talking about because I keep saying it on every track, but I just, I can't, I can't stop saying I don't like it. Yeah, this, so this was the song where, like, whenever I was writing my notes, I was thinking about the fact that Jacob Collier's music is one of the only, like, he's one of the only musicians that, like, I feel like I can match the energy, or the energy, like, actually penetrates the husk that I have become. (laughs) Yeah. And this song like encapsulates that I really love her vocals more than I like his vocals. Yeah. Just like, I like her voice. I like the way she sings. It sounds very like, it sounds like it's coming from the sky whenever <laughs> she sings. Yeah. Like it's just, it's nuts. It's like, I hear it all around me instead of just in my ears. And uh, I hear it in yeah, it's, soul. yeah, it's just really cool. And I mean, maybe he didn't write that. I don't know according to the way they wrote the song, they didn't speak the same language at all. Neither of them spoke either's language. So they kind of just wrote this song in a few hours together. And how does that happen? Exactly. How do you, how do you a, get in contact with that person and B say, we're going to write a song together. And they'll be like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Give me some music Maybe. and I'll put lyrics down. <laughs> That's, I guess just, it happened. It's weird. Uh, but just, I don't know, just like the whole energy and the whole everything that this song gives off, it just hits me. And I I will say I do like her part better than his part. Yeah. But there's also, 
an insane <laughs> sax solo yes. at the end. <laughs> Whoever played the saxophone there fucking kills it. Even if I hate that style of music, he did 10 out of 10 job on that shit. Oh, apparently his name is Josh Arcolio. So rock on Josh. Yeah. Fucking get it. Josh. You're, you're the sax master. Dude. He really, he's the sax man. <laughs> he's the sax man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then the song kind of unravels in like the last thirty seconds, where it kind of breaks down into, I yeah. guess, the next track, uh, which is "Do Do You Feel Love?" I guess I feel love featuring so. the man, the legend, Steve Vai. Steve Vai, one of the guitar players that I was talking about, guitar virtuosos earlier. Yeah. He's one of he's one of the guitar virtuosos that I feel did it right. I agree. Not like. Yeah, he's he's, he's one good, of the guys. He's got good I'm, soul in it while he's like shredding and just doing incredible things with the guitar. He still keeps that kind of yeah. good feel to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nice. It's pretty cool. It kind of it starts off with like even if you didn't know it was Steve Vai by looking at the track mm-hmm. like features, I feel like you could just hear the guitar tone and be like, "Yes, that's Steve Vai." Right. It's. If 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 you played guitar or if you were like interested in guitar, I feel like. There's probably a large portion of the population who doesn't know who Steve Vai is, but among guitarists, I feel like everyone knows who Steve Vai is. You know, you're probably right. I have a very me-centric view of <laughs> of who should know people from music, and I let that get in the way sometimes. Well, there's there's but, nothing uh, wrong with that, as long as you're not using that to put people down, I suppose. Maybe I'm unintentionally putting people down. Well, stop it. Do you need to feel but, love like the song is asking you to do? Yeah. It's very groovy. I really like the rhythm and the melody of it. Again, some of it kind of feels a bit tropey or like cheesy where it it borders on me thinking that he's like parodying the style of like pop and R&B and stuff more than like imitating it because the song's just about like getting it on and and the, the lyrics are very like I don't know, kind of R and B sappy, like oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have so much good times in bed, kind of a deal. Where it, it, I don't know, part of it felt like it was maybe a bit too cheesy. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if he's. I don't think he's parodying it. I feel like Jacob does everything just with an overwhelming amount of sincerity right. and like, but. I don't know if he's doing it in like a way that like I don't know. Have you listened to like hyperpop? Like I don't think so. It's I don't know. It's kind of like the new wave of pop music, I guess, in the style of like later Charlie XCX and like, like Charlie PC XCX. music, like like AG Cook and those. I don't know who that is. It's like pop music if you like intensified pop music times. A million, and I feel like that might be kind of what he's going for here, where he takes the takes the general things from like that R and B type, funky type music, yeah, and just like intensifies it, but isn't trying to like satirize it. Right. Although I think hyperpop might be trying to satirize pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know, but I, I I guess I I misspoke. I I don't want to make it seem like I thought he was parodying it. But to me, oh, okay. it's just the lyrics were kind of cheesy and, and everything, the whole structure of it felt kind of cheesy. Like, it could easily be a parody. Yeah. Not that that was his intention for it kind of a deal. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The next song, outro, yeah. should just be part of this song. Like, I agree. 
it's it's all it's pretty much the same song. It seamlessly goes into it, so I'm gonna kind of lump it in with this song. Yep, it's it's just but, a continuation. Uh, More Sevi treading over Jacob's music. Yeah, like I honestly, the first few times I listened to this album, I didn't realize it was a different song. Right. So, but uh, yeah. So, do you feel the love and outro kind of like blend into each other? Where he's Sevi is just fucking treading, doing his thing, you know playing playing that funky music and uh as as it goes on you kind of hear a storm brewing mm-hmm. in outro near the end and it kind of like gets this very like somber low down tone near the end of outro where it's kind of just like kind of chill for once yeah because the night and, the night has arrived perhaps yeah yeah it has and he that's kind of the feel of volume three which is like this was what really cemented it for me. I was like the difference in textures mm-hmm. where it's like this fits volume three. And I'm like, I don't think, I think Jeremy probably like that one more. <laughs> Maybe he wouldn't love it, but he would like it more than this. Especially not after the experience I've had with this album. Yeah. But, but uh, it's, it's, you know, yeah, after a long, hard day, you know, it's time to rest your weary head. There you go. Final track 16. Boom. So is this one, I, I'm curious. So because outro, is kind of winding down the day, right? Is track 16 similar to things that are on volume three or is it kind of it's in, not. In a weird? Like, okay. It's kind of like in a limbo. I'd say like, I, it's kind of weird how he did the ending of this. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think uh, like outro is supposed to be getting you ready for volume three, but then time to rest your weary head is like laying your head down on a pillow to me at least. And that's what the title seems to suggest. Right. But you would only do that at the nighttime. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seems like timeline-wise, it should be in the middle of Volume 3 or at the end of Volume 3, but it sounds nothing like what would be on Volume 3. Interesting. So it's it's kind of... I, I don't fully understand the choice of having time to rest your weary head at the end, but I do like it to end off on because it's kind of a chill, yeah. more laid-back, low-key low song. So I do like that it ends on it. I agree but, completely. It's very, it's very it's an acoustic track. It's very lovely, and uh, I I noted like I really hope this track stays calm and peaceful as an <laughs> track, and it did. So that's cool. I like it. It's it's a good way to end this chaotic album. I think. Yeah, I and this much like parts of the acoustic guitar in uh, "Make Me Cry," I feel like he does it a lot more and a lot better in this song, where it's kind of just like the guitar is kind of flowing. Yeah in a way, but he does a lot of like these hammer on pull off lines that are inside of like chords that kind of just, it feels like the notes are just falling on you yeah. while he's singing. And it's really cool. It's, it is very cool. Uh, lyrically, this one seemed again, kind of about desiring love from someone that is maybe unattainable or there's this kind of like distance or something where he's expressing his love for someone and saying, this is what he wants to happen, but also kind of acknowledging that that's not going to happen in a way. Yeah, it's like it's like he's writing it from the point of view of somebody who's felt like this unconditional love of somebody who just feels the exact same way as he does. But while he understands that feeling, he's not currently feeling it or hasn't felt it, right. I guess. Because, I don't know, just like the lines like, I see the sparkle in your eyes and you say I'm beautiful and I believe you and I will never feel more beautiful than what I do when I'm wide awake beside you. Like that's that seems to be some learned words coming from somebody who's woken up next to somebody that they sincerely love, but 
he's talking like it hasn't happened. Right. So I don't. It's just kind of like he's writing the song maybe, from the point of view. Maybe. Uh, did did he know from the outset of the Jesse series what he was doing with what they was going to do four different things? Because I was thinking maybe this is I mean the song's called "Time to Rest Your Weary Head." If this was kind of the conclusion of the day where he's going to sleep and now he's dreaming, perhaps of what he yeah. hopes is happening, kind of in his real life, but it's not actually happening in his real life. I think he is. It's kind of weird because whenever he first announced Jesse Volume One. He was acting like they were all already pretty much written or like he was writing them all concurrently. Right. But it seems like he might not be, but I, I don't I don't honestly know. It's kind of don't you call up Jacob Collier. Get him on our show. <laughs> so we, so you can tell him that you don't like his style. <laughs> yeah, so I can just destroy him. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. He'd probably just be like, "Thanks for the feedback, man. Cool. I'll maybe eventually." No matter what people say, yeah, maybe eventually I'll make an album that you might like. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep making albums. Yeah, which is the the correct attitude to have. Not that I know that he has that attitude, but I'm assuming because he he seems like a cool dude and he's very talented at making music that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, uh, I think my feelings on this album are pretty clear. It's I I I don't want to be so negative about it because music is, is music and it's great and i'm glad that this exists even if it's not for me i just i don't think that genre of music really clicks with me well uh then i'll make sure to space it out between the next i see the thing is i don't even know of any other music that i like this much at least in this musical yeah and then there was this weird thing. I mean, I we got we don't have a lot of time to talk about this, but I was thinking as I was going through it, like what I didn't like about it because I, I I'm an analyst both in profession and at heart, and I think I like analyzing things and and getting to the the root of things. But I was thinking like there's a lot of layered vocals on this that I don't like, and I was trying to figure out why that is. I like a lot of simple acapella stuff, like barbershop type stuff and even some like modern acapella groups like pentatonics and stuff like that. And then I like a lot of big gospel choir stuff as well that has just a, a huge number of voices singing out together. But there's something about the way that Jacob makes it that I, I don't know. I don't like it. And I'm, I'm not sure. I, I have not reached a conclusion as to what it is specifically about it. Cause it seems like I should like it because I like, a lot of acapella things and a lot of stuff that is adjacent to this. There's just something specific that he does that I just, I can't place it. Do you think it's the, uh, the not naturalness of it? Like of one person doing it, of Maybe. it being one person's layered vocals versus a group of people doing it together in real time. I think that that's probably a very good point where, normally in a big choir there's dozens of different textures of voices all coming together whereas on this where it's just him it's his voice being it, yeah i guess maybe it, that kind of lends itself because I, I said that his voice sounds kind of robotic to begin with at, and, and cold so maybe it's just that added layer of it sounding that, that his voice by itself sounds kind of cold or distant and then layering that makes it feel even more robotic. Like it was kind of programmed or he was using like some software to like pitch his voice or something maybe, but that's yeah. obviously not what he's doing. 
but that maybe that's like some like subconscious thing where it's it's like it feels less soulful i guess because it feels cold to me i feel you i feel Fuck you if i know i just didn't like his album that much <laughs> but it gave us <laughs> well some, now it's yeah, over it gave us some, some good discussion so so that's that uh next week we're going to be discussing an album that is probably not related to this in any way um it's an album that I've not actually listened to in full myself. I've heard a single, maybe two singles from this album when it came out. The artist is half alive. The album is now not yet. I think it came out in 2019. Kind of, kind of good, good vibes from the song that I got. And I want to, I want to check out this album and I figured this is good of a time as any to check it out. <laughs> so, so join us next week. And I guess this, this coming week listening to it. Uh, and we're going to be talking about it next week. You can reach out to us on all the social medias if you need to tell us something or want to tell us something or shit on me for shitting on uh, Jacob Collier's music or agree with me and make Joey feel bad about making me listen to it, but (laughs) (laughs) make him cry as that one song. uh, I don't don't fucking know. I'm losing my mind. It's the end of the day. It's the end of the podcast. You You got anything else to say, Joey? Nope, just uh, stay in our feedback loop. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>